Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. Me, Paul. And expert analysis from Tony. Hey, and as by Tony's present, you can probably gather it is audio commentary time. And this month we have, um, well, I don't know if it's a treat in store for you, but we're doing Attack of the Cybermen, the uh, season 22 opener with Colin Baker. So uh, you wanted the future, Tony. As you said in the last podcast, you want the future. We're yeah, bringing you 1985. Yes. <laughs> Marvelous. So there we go. But first, before we uh, before we kick, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to bother asking Tone um, has he been up watching any uh, sort of Torchwood or who because we know. Guess what? Yes, I haven't. Ah! <laughs> at all. You're right there. Yeah, there we go. So we'll go straight into the news. I think, and the first bit of news <laughs> is the. Next Doctor Who adventure game has been announced, um, coming out in this October, and it's called the Gunpowder Plot. Um, oh, Sorry, everyone. Oh Carry dear, it's what we don't have you here all the time. Um, as you were written by Phil Ford. Um, Phil Ford. Oh right, Phil. Good God. Um, we're sort of assuming it's going to fit into the into the series because this time around you can play the Doctor, Amy, and also Rory. So we're sort of assuming it should be set either before. What would we say before this series opener, I would assume, because apparently the last set of adventure games were canon, as it were. Right. Yeah, they were meant to fit into the chronology of everything. I've not played any of them. You haven't played any of them? Well, I remember the show back in the 80s. Oh, <laughs> well, I must say, I have. I've, I've played all the games, and they are, they are rather good, but apparently this, this one is meant to be much more improved. Oh, good. So with harder puzzles and... I was hoping uh, for improvements. And better graphics and whatever. So um, it's been holding you back, is it? Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you still yeah. jump over the squares to get, get out the exit? You know. Oh, there you're thinking of Gronda Gronda Rango, aren't you? <laughs> That's the one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Look that one up, people. I'm not going to explain it. Uh, so, basically, yeah, this term, as you can tell with the gunpowder plot, it will take you back to the year 1605 to battle aliens on the streets of London. We will also meet Guy Fawkes. So, uh, there you go, something to, to look forward to. Yes. Um, so the next bit of news, um, the BFI are screening uh, series 6.2 opening episode, Let's Kill Hitler, on the 15th of August. Um, now, however, the news was released on Thursday, and as to be expected, the event was completely sold out by 2.30 in the afternoon. So, uh, did you try to get tickets, Tone? I did. You did? Yes, And it was a great event. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Well, it hasn't happened yet. And it... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, wow, that's I'm amazing! From the future. <laughs> I'm from the future. It's from 1985. Yes, that's amazing. Brilliant. Okay, um, the next thing is a little bit of um, news about the production team of Doctor Who. Um, it was announced on Thursday that Caroline Skinner will be joining the Doctor Who production team as executive producer. Um, Eventually, she'll be replacing Piers Wenger, or Wenger, but you want to pronounce it. Really? Is he working on this Christmas episode, is he, Wenger? No, he's not. At, well, he is, actually. He, oh, is. he is. He is, actually. We won't get to see it then, will we? Especially Wenger in charge. Yeah. What? He never sees anything, does he, Wenger? Oh, it's a different Wenger, is it? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. For all you football give, fans out there, Phil give, give me strength. No, I don't want to, actually. I don't want to explain it. No, I'm washing my hands of that one yeah, completely. Yeah. That's it. Told you the big corn, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. As I was saying, she'll work alongside Piers Wenger for or Wenger for the filming of the 2011 Christmas special uh, before replacing him to take charge of the 14 episodes that will make up Series 7. So, there we go. So, we all wish her well. Indeed. And 
Next thing, a little bit of uh, DVD news. Um, the Colony in Space, the 1971 Third Doctor story, will be released on the 3rd of October in the UK. Uh, not too sure about the rest of the world at the moment. Um, all we know, it will be a single disc release, so there's obviously not too many extras going on that one then, is there? Um, however, one thing that's been confirmed, it will contain four seconds of footage. Wow. That was missing from the original VHS and US master tapes. Oh, yeah. And it's only going to contain four seconds of footage. That's why I can get it on one disc. Yes, indeed. <laughs> wow. However, it will reinstate two lines of dialogue, which is probably hello and um, goodbye. That's probably about <laughs> it, really. Yeah, so yeah, it's not that great, really. I thought there'd be a few more, announce a few more documentaries for it or something like that. I thought. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, oh well, never mind. Um, and I suppose the um, next bit of news, with our final news item, I suppose the, the big one that broke during the week, um, was submitted by uh, Martin um, from the Bad Wolf podcast, um, who ran a story on why Chris Reckleston left Doctor Who after one series. Um, now, I would imagine by the time this goes out, everyone's probably read it anyway, but all I can say, it's not a rumour, this did come from the man himself. Um, he was asked why he left such a high-paid job uh, during a Q&A session at an acting masterclass, oh, darling, at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. Um, don't really want to sort of misquote what's been what's been said, because obviously you can read it for yourselves and we'll link to the uh, the Bad Wolf website in our show notes. What I'll say, the opening quote um, from Eccleston was, I left Doctor Who because I could not, could not get along with the senior people. I left because of politics. I did not, not see eye to eye with them. I didn't agree with the way things were being run. I didn't like the culture that had grown up around the series. So I left, I felt, over principle. Mm. So, hmm. But however, um, you know, the quote continues on, but sort of ever the gentleman, he doesn't name any names, uh, you know, doesn't say um, who, he, sort of who he fell out with or who in particular who sort of uh, angered him. Um, so... Don't expect him to dish any dirt. I think he's he's, he's a professional. I would say about yeah, that. Yeah, he's a professional. Did, did he go on to say, "Let's not all pretend we're a tree"? <laughs> Actors, do Actors, it. yes. No, I think that's. Um, if you if you read the whole uh, the whole thing, he's actually sort of um, very well very well put. Actually, um, he, he doesn't sort of go into slagging off mode, which I think everyone out there ever since they. He, they knew there were rumblings why, um, or sort of surrounding why he left. And uh, I think everyone's just been waiting for something to dish the dirt. And uh, fortunately, that hasn't happened. Um, I think people can make their own minds out of what went on. I think the stuff with him and between him and Keith Boak, I think on the opening filming block is, is well documented anyway. He's a nice bloke. Nice bloke? Yeah. Keith Boak? Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, how you can remember his name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he's still, using, he's still using that method. It's, it's, it's the best method. Yes, so, uh, yeah, I think that's been documented enough. So, uh, I think that's the news. Unless Paul, again, is going to drop in some random news that I, I didn't pick up on. No. <laughs> there, there you Are you going to, Tom? Not today. Not today. Oh, jolly good. Well, okay, then. That was uh, rattled through the news because we want to get on with our uh, next bit of the show. So, that was the news. <laughs> Right, okay, and now on to the uh, the main feature of today's episode, and it is an audio commentary for Attack of the Cybermen. Um, I don't know if it, I'm not too sure about this one, Paul. About what about yourself? 
Um, I think it just really depends on how you view Colin Baker, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember this one at all? Uh, no, but I do remember Colin Baker. You do remember, very I've, fat nowadays, isn't he? Yes, he is rather a portly yeah. gentleman. But I, I think when you get to his next season after this one, he, he's he gets very portly in between filming, doesn't he? So now it's um, I I never mind. I sort of didn't mind Colin Baker, but I must admit when it got to his tenure, I was beginning to lose interest in Who a little bit. I was watching the odd episode, and then when it comes to McCoy, I hardly saw any any of them at all. So mm. I don't know about yeah, no, it's probably about the same with me. Yeah, yeah. I think that was probably just about our age there, wasn't it? So it was really because I think when this came out in 1985, I think we were all well, our interests lay elsewhere. Then really, didn't they? So, yeah. How about yourself, Tom? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, girls and things. Cricket. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> yes, a spot of cricket. And discovered the wonders of Tiffin and things like that, didn't we? Oh dear. So, let's crack on then, shall we? Tone, you want you wanted the future. You've got it. And here it is. Here it is. Wonderful. You get far flung distant places. London. It's what I... <laughs> and, and yes, and the planet Telos. Oh planet Telos. Tell us more. Oh dear. And the gravel pit just off the M4. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what the wonderful days of who. Okay then, so, get your uh, DVDs at the ready, folks, because we are about to press play. Oh, I'll say, I'll say DVDs, it could be anything really, it could be legally downloaded, it could be VHSs, who knows? Who so it knows? could be Facebook. Yes, it could be Facebook, yes, uh, who knows? I doubt very much, is anyone out there illegally downloaded anything, Phil? Oh, uh, good no, well, no, right obviously, Tommy, because you, you don't listen to the to podcasts that you're involved in. I don't listen anyway. No, exactly. Um, no, Doctor, <laughs> Who no is, Doctor Who is coming to Facebook. You well, can you can watch certain Doctor Who stories via the wonders of Facebook. Mm. You have to pay for them, of course. Ah. Yes, using the uh, the Facebook credit system, whatever the hell that is, I've gotten absolutely... Who said that? <laughs> that whisper might not have come out on there. Oh, right. Uh, no. <laughs> it might not have done, but it might have done. You never know. Well. You never know. Okay then, so get your DVDs, your VHSs, uh, your s- silk stockings, parachute silk, petrol coupons. And your beers. <laughs> yes, oh, and here we go again. <laughs> we didn't get any uh, beer out the last one, did we? No, no. no. no very disappointed in the Badger Brewery, but we'll keep going we'll and keep see, going. If they, see if they respond this time. Yes, indeed. So, here we go then, folks. We're ready to go in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And this is the jazzed up titles, isn't it? Extra coloured lights. Show off his coat, really. You, this is so 80s, isn't it? It's everything sort of neon and. Top of the Pops much started much the same, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> ah, Tony, do you remember Top of the Pops? Uh, before my time. There's a bit of contention about the, the, uh, the writer of this story as well, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Let's not start that yet. We. This is the voice of the Mysterons. <laughs> the cleanest. I say the cleanest looking workman ever. That better for you, Tan. I know Tan, him. 
Tone's having problems hearing things. Yeah. That's it. He's there. That chap there, I know. Some, someone's put a painting of a wall in the way. <laughs> Spotlessly clean in the sewers of London. I've seen him. Where's the thin blue line, was he? No, you think of David Haig, aren't oh, you? No, it's not David Haig. <clears throat> His name does come up at the end time, I think, of the, uh, of the credits. The clean tunnel. One with no, the sewer with no water. Yes. Or no big build-ups of fat and rats and... Or gigantic rat puppets. That's Victorian London, though, isn't it? Apparently they did have two tame rats, didn't they, to do the filming? Apparently so. And they were so tame that they couldn't use Commodore 64. Oh, so. He's been pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because they couldn't show his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been a naughty boy. Now, Tone, one interesting thing about this uh, particular story. This was the first um, story that started the 45-minute episode format. Ooh. 25 minutes before that, wasn't it? It I'm was like, indeed, yes. Things, it was. Bit of an experiment. <laughs> I think all our interests are yes. up there. Yes. <laughs> For the viewers at home, we, we are just wondering at the magnificence of Perry's cleavage. A couple of things that caught my eye. Why did I stop watching Doctor Who? Because <laughs> you didn't like Bonnie Langford? <laughs> yeah, but I stopped watching it when Perry was in it. <laughs> Presumably because she was interested in girls. Now, that, 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 let's go <laughs> exactly. back and examine that one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, the yeah. irony in that statement. Yeah. My God. Uh, now, time just, just to fill you in... This is Colin Baker's second story. In, in, in his first story, it was post-regeneration. He was a little bit um, twitchy. He tried to strangle Perry. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still settling into his regeneration at the moment. I think the music's over-egging the pudding somewhat. But... Oh, the music in this, I think, generally is. It's awful. Did she work with the previous Doctor then? Yes. For two stories, yes. Planet of Fire and the Caves of Androzani. See. I always did like that TARDIS console as well. Yeah. This looks so small though, doesn't it? It does. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So nowadays. Is that a reflection of the uh, lights and things? In the computer screen. I think you're right, actually, there was, wasn't there? Do you think they did this effect by wobbling a mirror? <laughs> <coughs> it's this music here. Bow, <laughs> Regan jumps out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is it David Hunter? No, no. that's Morris Colborne. Yeah. Now, do you remember Morris Colborne? Oh, I know him. Brian Glover. Oh, Glover. And him as well. Got an outtake and out. I 
but they're all winning the Sweden anyway, aren't they? I don't know about Maurice Colborne. No, do, do you remember Maurice Colborne, Tony? No, I don't know the face. What if I said Howard's way to you? Was that Howard? Tom Howard. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> That's probably his best known role, actually. Again, give you some more background tone. He was in a previous Doctor Who story as the same character, Lytton, in Resurrection of the Daleks, which is the Peter Davison story. So he's a um, mercenary, gun gun for hire. It's the same character, isn't it? Yeah, same character, same actor. (coughs) Unfortunately, Maurice Colburn died completely unexpectedly of a heart attack in 1989. He was 49 years old. Where is he? I know him. I think you're putting out another Sweeney face, I think, there. You know what? 89, say. I think Howard's Way actually ended then, <laughs> spookily enough. It might. I, can't, I really don't know about when it ended, actually, Howard's Way. I never watched it. Now, you wouldn't know this guy here, Tone, um, Terry Malloy. Yeah. Um, he's been in Doctor Who before. Um, actually, there might be a little challenge for Tony. Actually, we're trying to think of a challenge for Tony for this particular story. Um, let's see if he can um, see if he can guess what which character he has played in Doctor Who before. But another little bit of background: for it, he's actually played um, the character of Mike Tucker in the Archers since 1973. I've got a way of remembering that name, but it's uh, a <laughs> family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Go on. Who, who's he played before in Doctor Who, uh, Tone? Um, who's he played before? Um, who? Uh, Mike Tucker? No, oh. Terry Malloy. Who's he played yeah. in Doctor Who before? Who's he played? Um, this is an episode I've seen before with you, you kids. Well, he was, in a, he, was in an, he was in three other stories. Ah. Not that we've watched together. Yeah. Reoccurring villain. Reoccurring villain. That's, that's a clue for was you. Is he for Towers? No, that was Andrew Sachs. No, not him. The other bloke. The one that... Um, Who's a chef, the cook? That no, that's Brian Hall. Oh, that's the fella. <laughs> no, you, you you think the other guy in the the gang there. Oh, this music is just It's so awful, isn't it? I'll wait till you get to the junkyard. Was this done with the full orchestra? <laughs> A full orchestra of Casio keyboards, I think. Sorry, I always think of Brian Glover and Mr. Rottweiler out of bottom. Oh, yeah. Sod off, I've got a bird upstairs. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the fart noise. <laughs> it was the sewers, though. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, gents, it's the cleanest sewers in London. I've actually, I think it was that console I saw at the um, Longley exhibition that used, it was there for many years, the Doctor Who uh, mm. exhibition at Longley. Was it? Um, and I didn't know at that, that time, this is like the early 90s. Was it in um, Bath? Sorry? Was it in Bath? I don't know, where, Longley. Yeah, the, the loins of Longley, you know, that's the Marcus of that, Bath. He is, yeah, uh, yeah. Was he there? I didn't see him. Uh. 
No. I didn't know at that time that Nicola Bryant's buttocks had actually rested on the console. I, I never actually knew that at the time. Actually, my photograph taken with the with the console. I have to dig that out from somewhere. <laughs> Slip it just in case. Oh. I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. <laughs> you filthy swine. <laughs> It's an echo from <laughs> It's just as well we said nothing perverted, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was just as well. I'll tell you what, folks at home, we're clinging on to our clean tag in iTunes with the, by the skin of our teeth at the moment. Well, we've got a clean tag. We have got a clean tag. Oh, well, fair enough. Well, it is when you're not here. Say <laughs> you long to wish every Friday, don't you? <laughs> yes. It's getting a bit threadbare now. Ace, I know it. Well, corrugated iron. You don't see that anymore. Actually, you've got a point. You don't see corrugated iron anymore. You don't. It's probably too valuable. Or policemen with their hands behind their backs, like them two just did. Well, you don't see policemen with the bloody helmets and overcoats like that anymore. It's all bloody anti-stab vests. Oh, dear. What's the world come to? Don't panic. Well, this is a genuine question here. I'm not, I'm not, okay. I mean, you end up in tennis whatsoever. Yeah. But they're large helmets that they, they used to wear. Yeah. Right. Um, they still do, they actually. They still wear them, yeah. Ah, uh-huh. Was that the question? <laughs> I just said, do they still wear them? Oh, that, right. that was a question. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is a sad indictment of the policing on the streets. <laughs> yeah, we can't even <laughs> tell they still wear <laughs> the helmets no, or not. Obviously, you've never seen one. They've all resigned recently. <laughs> yes, or maybe redundant. Dear, oh dear. What do the cyber police wear? <laughs> Haven't you figured out who he is yet, Tom? Or who he's played, rather? Him there in the middle. Yeah, the little bloke. In Blake 7? No. No, not him. Yeah. Alright, here's a clue for you. Um, he's more, been, more he's played... a. Uh, a very famous villain of Doctor Who. Um, his face is hidden under a lot of makeup. I don't mean foundation either. I mean like latex. Davros. Yes. Hooray. Yes. That's Davros. Yeah. Yes, he played Dav- first played Davros in Resurrection of the Daleks, which is where the first one where Lytton appeared. Uh, Revelation of the Daleks and Remembrance of the Daleks. And also done a lot of big finish work as well. Did you sit around? Terry Malloy, yes. No. Yes, he's, as I said, he's still in the archers, as far as I know. Oh, you should have listened to our Davros yet, have you, Paul? No, I haven't. No. You really should. Very good. Wap, 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 wap. This is horrible. Can you. The underlying theme to this music. Bang, 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 Step toe. Now, Tom, did you pick up what the doctor was trying to repair whilst we were chatting? I didn't fizz bang in a bit. Yeah, well, you'll see in a minute. Now, I remember this being in the papers and the uproar at the time as well. What, this next bit? Yeah, you. when they leave the junkyard, you'll see what happens. I'm not going to say it, you, Paul. No. 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 We're just, uh... oh, dear. That. 
He repaired the chameleon circuit. Oh well, oh, yes. Yes. Now this this is the whole um, the whole thing that um, it was a, a publicity stunt basically by John Nathan Turner. He was always doing these little things. John Nathan Turner. He was the producer of Doctor Who at the time. Yeah. Um, it was just to drum up more interest in the series. And there was a bit of a lot of sort of outcry at the time. Oh God, they're doing away with the TARDIS after all these years. But um, and he hinted it was a. Uh, a permanent fixture. Of course, yeah. it never was. It was never meant to go beyond this story. Oh, really? That sounds like a good idea, though, camouflaging it. So, yeah. Well, that's the whole that's... idea. The TARDIS is supposed to camouflage into its surroundings. Yeah. I said before, I... I... I sort of didn't mind Colin Baker as the Doctor, but that outfit is absolutely appalling. Yeah. Is that what were they thinking? That was the biggest problem, wasn't it? Yeah. Rupert the Bear or something. It is almost like Rupert the Bear, yeah. Both of them time travellers just trying to blend in. Yes. I mean, look at that, look. He's dressed up like Coco the Clown. She's got a very tight pink top on. I haven't noticed. <laughs> well, of course not. So we're, we're married men, Tone, of course. Precisely. No. Not, not to each other. <laughs> so, you notice Colin Baker's coat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give some fashion hints later on. Yeah, the comedy the... effect of running up and down. Yeah. Who are those mysterious policemen? Well, it's re- it's sort of revealed later on, but it's more of a call back to Resurrection of the Daleks. They're part of Lytton's gang. Because there was outcry for Resurrection... Uh, sorry, i say that again. Resurrection of the Daleks as well, because it was the, the policemen shooting the people in the back with the silenced doozies, wasn't it? Because <clears throat> they really, they're not really policemen. They're in disguise. Yes. Mm. So the music is just over overemphasizing the fact that they're bad men. <laughs> yes, because the soul has now turned off its own theme music. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't scuffling sound, mate, it was it was his theme tune. <laughs> Probably was the Sweeney tone, or Minder, or something like that. Oh, he's turning. He's turning on his theme tune. Wait a goddamn cotton picking second. Goal. I know it was. He, he was in the uh, BT adverts with uh, Maureen Lipman. He, he was the. Uh, the no, the you're thinking. No, you're thinking of Lionel Haft. Damn, it does look like him. It's not Lionel Haft. All right, then he's in something else. Did he play a villain in Steptoe and Son? No. Oh. Now, Tone, another little oh. back reference here for you. Yes. Is Where they t- are now, Totters Lane. Totters Lane, yeah. Yeah? What's the, what's the significance of that? Well, I, I, that's uh, exactly what Steptoe's son was doing, weren't they? They were tottering around. And, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, that's where the Doctor was first found in the very first episode of Doctor Who Unearthly Child. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it that's, he's learning? landed where he, where he was first discovered by ah. Ian and Barbara. But that was one of the the um, 
complaints about this particular story. There was so much referencing to Doctor Who history. You had to be a hardcore fan to know what the, what the hell they were talking about. Uh-huh. We haven't even got to the Cybermen yet, and there's a whole load of continuity references there yeah. and all, aren't there? Later on, I think when they're in, when they're in, these two are in the tunnels, her cleavage gets bigger. Really? It does. Now I swear it was, it was almost sort of my like challenge. Look out for that. No, you, you watch. You watch. No, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going for that. I'm challenge. not trying to be sorry if we've got any female listeners. I'm not trying to be sexist, but they do make her cleavage look bigger later on. They do. Is that just? Or is that just you put your glasses on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think we've got any female listeners? <laughs> don't you? Don't you diss who fandom? It's a very uh, open market. A very good um, cross section <laughs> of society these days. Male, female, gay, straight—they're all there with Doctor Who, mate. <laughs> They're all here in this room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not honestly, folks. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> no women, anyway. Oh, please, no camp voices. I know, I'm sorry. So 70s. 1985, actually. Actually, no, it's, isn't it meant to be 1986? I can't remember. No, 1985. Because the Simon wants to get there before 1986. 1986. We should explain all to you later on, time. Lord Vader. <laughs> All too easy. So, is he being attacked by the token black Cyberman? No, there's more than one. Is there more than there's one? There's more than one. I only, only saw one. No, you know, if you, I think they actually only made one prop. Right. But there is more than one. One. Yeah. Comedy, folks. Doctor Who style. Now, sorry, getting back to uh, Colin Baker's outfit, was was it supposed to reflect his um, personality? What, well, as in all jumbled up? <laughs> yeah. But he didn't have a jumbled up personality in the end. He was sort of quite... He's more of an arrogant doctor, wasn't he? Yeah. No, it was just they just decided that the doctor should have weird clothes. Have you seen the um, the blue outfit? No, you don't know what I'm talking about. For who? For Colin Baker. No. The blue outfit. They've um, there was this thing about. The missing series, yeah, sort of. Or I say the missing series, the, the 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 planned series they had from before he was sacked from the role. Um, they were sort of. I think they were talking about changing his outfit, and they had like a blue version of that. And oh, some sacked. Yes, I know that. Um, thanks to Michael Grade. Oh. 
I think unfair, very unfairly sacked as well, to be honest. Um, but anyway, somebody's taken the bit when he's repairing the chameleon circuit and they've colourised his outfit into blue. Yeah. And it does look quite good. You can follow it on YouTube, folks. Oh. It's rather impressive. Not the way you just sat there and just sat there and took it, that bloke. I can tell, Tony, you're into this already. Yeah, I, I do get those moments. You do have those moments. Yeah. Magic moments? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about these black Simon. I didn't know they come in different colours. Yeah. Well, they don't usually. Neither did I until this episode. No, this is the only episode where you've had a black Cyberman. You'll see them later. Are they more evil or something? Or, uh... no, no, no. There's no, actually no explanation for them at all, is there? Um, or is there? Or is there a background explanation? Well, no, no, the, no on-screen explanation. No, they're, they're called Cyber Scouts. Right. And I think just just blacks they can just blend into the shadows. Yeah. I think that's it, really. There's no other. Uh, like Hank Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not oh, patchy and my jokes. Oh dear! Not finding this. No, look, not look, finding look. musical foot tapper there. Sorry, Perry's cleavage. Look, it's got bigger. It's funny how I've noticed that, but <laughs> it's, it's the cold but, air. But I must that. admit, what was going through John Nathan Turner's mind when he said, "We must make this assistant's knockers bigger." <laughs> Pretty much what's going through know? our minds. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the power to do this. <laughs> All I can say, Nicola Bryan, even to this day, she is one fine-looking woman. Oh, yes, she is. Yes, I find my interest in this episode, this whole series goes down Wayne's, somewhat in the second wh- half. Uh, yes, <laughs> once they reach the ice planet Telos. Oh, I see. Oh, she covers up, does she? Ah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here we are, Black Cyberman. Yeah. The same Cyberman mu- music as using Earthshock as well, Ty. Oh. Just for your information. So now if you look, this is, this is dead on 24 minutes. But if this had been, yes. to be cut to a four-part series, that would have been the cliffhanger. Now, I think for syndication in certain places, it was cut, or instead of having two episodes, it was tri- yeah. cut into four episodes. That was a perfect... Just that and there's a, there's a second Black Cyberman. Hmm. So I just expected, brother, help, help, call the gas balls. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, that was quick. <laughs> now, I can see this story was um, another thing to this story tone. It was um, <coughs> criticised for the amount of violence, in it, especially oh, yeah. in the second episode. Um, 
But then you've got blood trickling out of his mouth there. That would never right. have happened, would it, in Old Who? Well, it wouldn't really have in New Who, I was going to say, no, I'm trying to think of anything no. that's been that graphic in the... No. In the new. More realism. Plus, I had to leave him there as well. And there you are, Tony. There's that. There's that workman. Oh. It's been uh, cyberized, or whatever you want to call it. And he's met him before. I'm no, Lytton, Lytton hasn't. But the um, the actor playing the cyber leader, David Banks, he's played the cyber leader before in Earthshock. Oh. Um, which I'm, actually, I'm not going to spoil the... We, we'll get round to doing that one day, so I won't spoil what happens in that one. He's suddenly pally with him. That comes. Ah, uh, it's all part of his plan, you see. Right. Once this bit's over, once you've sort of listened to the plot a bit here, Tony, I'll give you a, a, a couple of facts about uh, David Banks. So there. <laughs> yeah, he's sarcastic Cyberman. He's not to be trusted. I'll serve you better than he will. Yeah. <laughs> Cyber leader's own personal lick spittle. <laughs> he says he comes to aid us. Nye, 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 nye. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm, nye, nye, nye. Mm. He lies. He told me to be silent. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, thank you, Lido. He's now going off. He doesn't want me anymore. <laughs> He's got new friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cyber bitch. <laughs> And now, Telos! Oh, this is, this is the planet Telos, is it? Yes. What are they building? You'll find out what they're doing. One thing I can't actually figure out is why all these slaves are wearing Cybermen outfits. Are they sort of part Cybermen? I'm trying to... They're the Cybermen who have failed to be completely... Ah, right. I never realised that. They haven't that. been able to completely... Um, convert them. Convert them. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say simulate, but that was totally different. Yeah, no, no, so, no, we don't do Star Trek <laughs> on this show. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I see. I sort of begin to wonder upgrade. what... Upgrade. Upgrade, yes. I was, I was, well, that's the modern term for modern it, isn't term, it? Yes. Now, I was beginning to wonder why, because um, they sort of disposed of the Cybermen very, very easily, didn't they? So it sort of makes sense if they're sort of part Cybermen. Yeah. So he shows his arm, doesn't he? Like, yeah. And that's why they've got the suit. Until there's always there, human slaves, isn't oh, right. There's always human slaves, Murph. They use. Say again. They're all human there, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah. Well, humanoid. Yeah. Yes. It's never been addressed before, is it? Well, actually, no. I, I tell a lie. It's um, the Cybermen come from originally come from the planet Mondas, which is the the twin planet of Earth. Oh. So I'm assuming that. 
they're all ex-Mondasians then. Hence the humanoid form. Mondasians. Mondasians. Yeah. Mondasians. Mondas. Yeah. No, it's M O N D A S. Oh, Del Mondas. Yes, it's Mondas. It's a dos. Dos dos. It's Terry Malloy. Oh, yeah. And you'll find out who he really is in a minute. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about um, David Banks' tone. David. As I said, he played um, the cyber leader in the stories uh, Earthshock, The Five Doctors, and also a um, McCoy adventure, The Silver Nemesis. Um, I've seen The Five Doctors. Ah, right, OK, we yeah. might be able to do that one. I think we might do that one soon, actually. That's not a bad yeah. one to do. Um, but in 1989, he played the part of Carl the Mercenary in a stage play called Doctor Who The Ultimate Adventure, um, except for two performances where he uh, appeared as the Doctor, who, repl- who he replaced John Pertwee, who'd been, who had fallen ill. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so John Pertwee's still doing it, even that's there. Um... He also appeared in Brookside, uh, playing the wrongly convicted murderer Graham Curtis. Were you a Brookside person, Tom? He was in EastEnders. Yes, he was. Peter Bill's brother. Kenny Bill. Kenny Bill, yeah. Kenny Bill. Um, However, this is the best bit about David Banks. He appeared in 181 episodes of Live TV's drama series Canary Wolf. Do you remember that? Live TV? Um, Yeah, vaguely. That really cheap. Oh come on! You must remember it. He remembers vaguely some bits of topless darts. (laughs) Topless darts. The uh, yeah, the um, topless weather. You said the um, that dwarf bouncing on a trampoline doing the weather. Rusty Goff. Um, But he played. They had had conference football as well. They did, didn't they? Yes. And I knew somebody actually worked at live TV at that time, and she said their biggest problem was yeah. They couldn't get the clock to stop at 45 and then start again. <laughs> it, when it got to, <laughs> it's so when it got to 60, it wanted to go to one hour, one minute, rather than go to 61 minutes. <laughs> oh, it was so cheap. But this is the best bit, Tone. This Canary Wharf programme was like a soap opera and it was the most cheapest soap opera ever produced, ever. Surprising for live TV. Live TV. (laughs) He played Max Armstrong, the head of news, right? And the final episode, he was abducted by aliens. (laughs) That's how it ended. (laughs) Now, this can be found on YouTube. And we found it today, didn't we, Paul? You're going to do a link to the... I'm going to do a link to it. Yes, that will be up on the website. You can see it in all its glory. Now, more continuity here. Um, the cyber controller there. It's been, it's been played by Michael Kilgariff. Oh, yeah. Um, who played the cyber controller in The Tomb of the Cybermen, which was uh, a Patrick Troughton story in 1967. Yes. Um, I suspect this was Ian Levine's doing, actually. Maybe even, no, actually, John Nathan Turner would like to get old actors back in, didn't he? But you can see by this time we've got rather a portly cyber controller. I'd say that. Yes. Rather large. <laughs> but Michael Kilgariff also played uh, the robot in Robot, Tom Baker's first story. 
Must be fine food on old Koros there, you know. Tell us. I'm telling us. Koros, that's an aftershave, isn't it? In which case you'd think, he's a natter. Yes. Blank's a natter. Actually, you were talking about um, Michael Atwell play Kenny Bill. Yeah. Wait till he appears like this. There's some very, very interesting facts about him. Very interesting, actually. Which I didn't know until I started researching sort of what he'd done before. A bit before uh, EastEnders appearance, uh... well, I think it was probably during. It was, it was, it was something he did to supplement his acting income. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. Cabby. You had to be a cabby no, or, no, 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 no. It's actually quite impressive, actually. Oh. I think so. I acting think classes. He was the uh, head of acting classes. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with acting. Oh. Skydiving. No, 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 no. He rescued kids from see, the no, he, See, he remembers Commander Lytton from Light of the Dalek Task Force. There you go. I think in the uh, in the second half as well, Tom, we'll, we'll give you a bit of um, background on the... I was going say, what was it? You sort of like the... Um, <coughs> Oh, I can I can put it. It's Do you think of... he looks like Eric Clapton from his MTV ah. days? No, there's a fact about in 2009, Harry Hill hmm. had him on TV burp hmm. for his resemblance to Eric Clapton because so... he saw him in an episode of Casualty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he did have him on there as Eric Clapton. I just thought that when I was watching that. Yeah. I that. <sighs> now, there's a lot of um, mystery and... Um, argument about who actually wrote this story but we'll, we'll save that for the second episode we don't want to well, uh... I'll try to claim it was me but no one believes me <laughs> you know, well I think out. that's what's happened to a few of the people involved in this actually but another black server man that's three why does he shave did he say that <laughs> <laughs> Since he's got a bird up to there. So I, I just, all I can think of in my mind now is Brian Glover in bottom. I'm in love. It's the real thing. <laughs> <coughs> it is time to get funky. <laughs> It was getting <laughs> down. Was it me scratching? It's mixing desks, isn't it? <laughs> this one goes out to the massive. Hmm. <laughs> this one goes out to the controller. It's it's from me. It's 10cc. I'm not in love. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes out to the cyber controller. It's the fatback band. <laughs> Essentially, it should have been to the side of the leader there, shouldn't it, actually? Yes. Anyway, Kenny Bill. Kenny Bill. You want, you want, you want another fact about him there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. He's at, he was actually in Doctor Who before, yeah. but you wouldn't have recognised him. He plays an ice warrior. Yeah. 
is Burr in the Patrick Troughton story, The Ice Warriors. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? Yes, he has indeed. Um, but the bit that I found amazing, he supplemented his theatre income, not exactly just his theatre income, by producing cartoon strips for comics such as Bunty, Buster, Wizard and Chips and, and The Hot Spur. Great. Yes. And he also, um, afterwards, he, he turned his hand to political works for The Sun, The Sunday People and the now defunct News of the World. Yeah. Uh, at a time when um, people such as Margaret Thatcher, Michael Foote and Neil Kinnock led the two major parties. Yeah. So he was a, quite a, a well-respected cartoonist as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite impressive, actually. Because yeah. he always plays like a, a heavy. He's been in the Sween. He was in like I remember him being in an episode of Are oh, You Being Served when it had Are oh, You Being Served sort of really and truly jumped the shark. Remember the one when the when the burglars broke in and they had to dress the the, the Grace Brothers stuff dressed up as gangsters. Oh, that was awful. Yes. Oh, yeah, terrible, wasn't it? Do as you're told. Hang on, I can't move. Hang on. <laughs> Let me just come out. I'm out of breath. It's the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> the cyber canteen, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Originally, that bloke. Oh, well, well, because we weren't actually paying attention because we were too busy chatting, he's actually an undercover policeman. Uh-huh. That's going to be a short Cyberman in the background there, isn't it? I was going to say, yes, <laughs> it's all. Dear, oh dear. Why the big focus on the cyber dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones for the smaller tunnels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not completely alien. I'm still looking at her. I think I'm going to light my gas, my <laughs> gas ring with that. It saves a fortune on matches. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't know the Taurus was all gas, actually. Yeah. What about this? So what's that contraption you just done put in, put in there? Is it a sonic... Sonic Lance. Lance, sonic isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, and there's the fourth Black Cyberman. No, I'm sure that's the same one that's just hanging around in the background. <laughs> he's also a bit short as well, isn't he? He is a bit. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Perhaps, you, perhaps, you get different, perhaps that one was going to be yellow. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't speak either, actually. Yeah. Racism in the Cyberman ranks. 
No, I've I, very I, far with those policemen, have they? <laughs> no. No, I must admit, I really did like those Cyberman costumes. The trouble is, though, by the time they got Sylvester McCoy, they had great big, sort of like silly cricket gloves on. And uh, I think actually the moon boots go back to Earthshock, don't they? Mm. But the cricket gloves look ridiculous. Why isn't the cyber leader in gold outfit? Should have been gold. Cyberman is silver. No. Oh no. 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 Not wear guns. No. Good heavens, no. No. Cardinal Kriber. Yes. 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 Tell him, Paul. Sorry, Hoovians. The one thing supposed to kill well, actually, everything seems to kill them in this this Yes. But the but the the main the main thing is kill. Yes. Is gold. Yes. I don't know that. Ah. That's Mr. Burns. Oh, it'll serve our purpose. <laughs> I talked to my black friend here. We're at the end now, Tone. This episode, anyway. No, this is in the old series. Anyone could just walk into the TARDIS, couldn't they? I oh, know. And also fire guns. Yeah. Straight into his face. I mean, that is quite violent, actually. Like his slow hand there, were you, Eric Clapton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost a white room, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the death of Eric Clapton. <laughs> oh, is he dead now, is he? Yes, that's yeah. it. <gasps> what will happen? Now, I found out something about that cliffhanger there. Yeah. When it went out, originally, the editing was not quite there because Nicola Bryant laughs. So they always said, cut, she laughs, but they kept it in. It went out on the telly. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think of that so far, Tone? You were very very quiet during it, actually. Oh, I know. I was trying to... uh, I always like to get some sort of plot. First of all, you know, I'm asking the questions, which you always want me to do, so... (laughs) Yeah, so... No, it, it does... It moves on to Telos in the second episode, actually. Oh, yeah. So uh, I still don't like these credits. It's sort of vaguely, sort of they just colourise the Davison and Baker titles, haven't they? Hmm. Well, there we go, folks. Well. We shall be back so very, very soon in episode two. Okay, episode two. Now, as I said earlier, this is, it did say 1984. It was made in 84, but it was transmitted early 85. Ah, so there you go, when ah, Doctor ah. used to go out in the winter. And it will be again. again. Yes. Yeah. I'm pleased about that. About two million smug Who fans now because it's back in the winter again. Now, Tone, um, we did say about the uh, the, 
the uh, controversy surrounding the uh, writer ah. of this particular story, Paul Amore. Um, Go on. No, the, well, there is no Paul Amore. Ah. See? Um, it's Paul Amore. It's credited to Paul Amore, but it's um, probably the most confused and controversial authorships in the entire series' history. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, it's divided between Paul Amore, whose real name is actually Paula Walsley. That's who was one. Um, as the author, but... Kit Peddler and Jerry Davis as creators of the Cybermen. Eric Saywood as the creator of Lytton. And the BBC who hold the copyright on the series elements. Ah, yes. I'm now, there are separate accounts of who actually um, authored this story. Um, most accounts agree that it was actually sort of... Um, a lot of the plot elements were suggested by Ian Levine. Now, especially Ian Levine says that. <laughs> yes, especially Ian Levine. Um, Ian Levine was a, a massive. He's an Uber <laughs> fan. He's an Uber fan of of Doctor Who. <laughs> Uber fan. We're settling on that, are we? Is there, yes, he's, he's a an massive... Uber fan. Massive <laughs> Uber fan. And basically, he was brought on board as the um, the continuity advisor. Now, most people say he's to blame for all the constant referencing to old Doctor Who stories that nobody but hardcore fans would understand. Um, but then the other extreme says it was suggested the story was authored by the series script editor, which is Eric Saywood, who, or, who the creator of Lytton, um, with or without the input of Ian Levine. Uh, with Paula Wolsey, remember her? Oh, yes. Uh, only acting as the story's um, authors to prevent problems with the Writers Guild because the series script editor cannot submit his own scripts. That's part of the Writers oh, Guild dear. rules. Yeah. See what I mean? It's, yeah. it's well, well, really I'm confusing. Yes. It's exactly like that. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, but the other theory to this is that it's just that Paula Walsley originated the story, uh, but Eric Sowood rewrote it in his capacity as script editor. Um, but Le- Ian Levine himself claims that Sowood wrote the dialogue to Ian Levine's story and plot. Okay. Uh, you couldn't have a mere and- consultant stroke fan. Um, well, here's the other thing as well. Ian Levine, Ian Levine also said that Walsley did not write one single word of that script. Oh, yes. Is it because of that? But Eric yeah. so flatly denied this in an interview in Doctor Who magazine. I see. So there you go. It felt that he was beneath all the rest of them sort of things. So, uh, is this their consultant capacity? No, Ian, Ian Levine... Um, it's, it's probably wrong to outright... Slag him up because he, he's actually done quite a bit for Who fandom over the years, isn't he? Because he's actually found a lot of the missing episodes, yeah, and missing stories. Um, but I think with that, he has got he he's he's not shy in his own importance. No, in, in he's what got he believes very, his own importance. Yeah, he's got uh, a very very high opinion of himself. I see. 
As I say, I don't want to slag the bloke off. As I say, I mean, for a lot of the stuff that's been released, he's nearly as good as us. Yes. <laughs> what, he's less ramshackle than we are. <laughs> And I shall eat another pie. That's the closest they could get, wasn't it? It was, was, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I pushed him out of the way. So so you see, Tony, it was a very, very convoluted history. Yeah. But I, I do think that Levine did have a hand in this. Yeah, this controversy has yeah. not been solved then. There's still, there's still a mystery. Oh, they're still arguing to this day about who actually wrote it. Oh. Um, there's, there's, I suspect he, he wrote down a, an idea of, you can do this because it'll be a continuation of that and it can be a continuation of this and it can be a yeah. continuation of that. And that's probably what he did. Yeah. As far as actually the writing of the scenes and the actors' lines and I don't think he everything had anything, else. No, I, I don't think anything to do with it. The story itself... As you get towards the end of it, it's very, very Eric Sower because it, it is people, everyone dies, it's mm. extremely violent. That is just yeah. Eric Sower all over. What's his thing he's fixing again? Sorry? What's his thing he's fixing again? No, at the moment he's trying to uh, affect the coordinates so it just lands a bit off. Of where they're planning to land. Ah, of course. Didn't you know that? <laughs> I forgot my lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose he's a bit worried he's going to cross his own time stream here, really. Ah. Because the Cybermen went into hibernation on Telos, which was the whole thing about. Tomb of the Cybermen, the Patrick yeah. Troughton story. So what the Cybermen are trying to do, they're trying to prevent the, the destruction of Mondas, which the first Doctor had a hand in. Yeah. Which was actually William Hartnell's last story, as of the Tenth Planet, which was the Cybermen story. See, Lytton says so. Ah, <clears throat> uh, you see, you were you were pulled up by Lytton there. Back to... Where's the sausage rolls? <laughs> Sorry, no. I think that song is now known as Camp Allen. Oh, that's a camp one. Yeah. That's yeah. oh, not the fat one, is it? No, the sarcastic camp <laughs> cyberman. Oh, the, fact, the fact that he drags the pretty woman out and only makes her get dressed more. Yes, he does. 
And that's it. That is where I lose interest, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you going home now? <laughs> oh, you are home. Oh, I was going to say. I'll go and sit over there. Yeah. <laughs> Read your book. I can't stand this music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Out of breath. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's... Um, the what noise you just making just then? That, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Where are the, the sort of young ones? Where are the, the socks? <laughs> we promised um, Felicity Kendall's underwear. And you got that... <laughs> it's the same noise. It's the same effect. These cheapskates. <laughs> Boo! Perry must have warmer clothing. Boo! Why couldn't they have gone to the hot place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hot player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boo. This music is just... It's awful, isn't it? Is he actually playing that? <laughs> <laughs> Cyber slap down. Okay. He did like shouting a lot, Michael Atwell. So this is the only thing about them being half converted. Why does he? Why? Why do they need to rest? Yeah. How there much? Is... How much is converted? How much? Oh is look, she's well and truly covered up now. No. Oh. Damn. It's not a very flattering boiler suit either, is it? And that is the last thing other than a police box it turns up as, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, yeah. Now this camouflage thing was only ever used in this particular. Uh, yep. That's it. Stunt. Yeah, it was That's just it. another publicity stunt by John Nathan Turner. That was idea, it. Huh? Yeah. Well, the idea has always been there. I mean, it's never. It's always meant to change. Yeah. All the other time lords that he's met. Over well, it, well, in the all um, had working TARDISes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's had the chameleon circuits. Well, actually, in the work. second episode of um, Unearthly Child, when they land in pre, it was sort of like. Well, I say it's not prehistoric. Yeah, he is turns it? around and says, "Oh, it Ooh, should have changed. It should have changed. It's very odd." It's all, yes. So he does make reference to it even back then. Excellent. <laughs> not excellent. Yes. <laughs> Most unexcellent. Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Has that leader got a bigger helmet? Yeah, Cyber controller, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. He's cleverer. Yes. Well, it's meant to be like a a, 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 brain. a, a brain under there, isn't well, it? Well, isn't isn't, isn't the tomb of the Cybermen? Isn't that clear? It is, yeah. And the brain, you can see the brain. It's more it. conical as well, isn't yeah. it? The. Uh, it made me laugh anyway. Oh, oh. conical. Sorry, I. It is a long time since I've seen Tomb of the Cybermen. I think. Uh, same era, actually. I've 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 yet to add it to my uh, DVD collection. What about you, Tone? It's quite an underground episode, isn't it? The uh, Tomb of the Cybermen. Oh, dear, stop <laughs> it. You're just embarrassing yourself and us, I'm sorry. 
Let myself down again. You have well and truly let yourself down. You know you could do better than that. Oh, sorry. Mm. Strike his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, who's so dare? Yeah. <laughs> okay. WWE oh. Cyberman style. <laughs> That's terrible, they ain't they mushy peas. Get it all over their face. <laughs> <laughs> They're messy eaters, are they? I think he's going to touch his back of his neck then. Not mighty purdy. Squeal on time, lots. You've sure got a pretty mouth. Ah, <laughs> oh, now some new characters just turned up. These are the cryons. That's another mushy pea. Another <laughs> mush, mushy pea Cyberman. Um, they're good shots, aren't they? To actually well, shoot, her. <laughs> shoot him without touching her. He's still stuck at... Did you hear? Look, Grandfather, what's that going out of the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> so are the Grounds? They're the Grounds. They are the original inhabitants of Telos. They're the ones that built the tombs. Yeah. The ice tombs. I see, they're, they're underground now. They're now, actually, Tone, there are... I'm not going to say famous actresses playing, but there were two per- personalities playing the crimes. They're all female. So you're writing off Sarah Berger and Esther Freud, then, are you? Yes. And Esther I- Freud, in, a, in her own way, was part no, of the No, she's a famous author, isn't she, Esther, Esther Freud? Freud? Is she the daughter of... Um, what's Is it Esther Freud? Clement Freud. Clement Freud, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. She's certainly... Well, I don't it, think, it, I don't think Sarah Berger or Esther Freud is the author. She's that they're now a famous, or were then even actually a famous author. It could even be old. Um, the other one that died recently, um, Lucian Freud. Oh, he had a couple of daughters, didn't he? Hmm. One of an actress. Well, Emma Freud is. It's Clement Freud's uh, daughter. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Richard Curtis's wife. They are who fans who wrote Vincent the Doctor. No, it's not her. I know it's. I think that's either Esther Freud or Sarah Berger. That's I don't know which Sarah one. Berger. Yeah. It is actually very difficult to tell which actress is which here because. Are they robotic in any way? Or no, no, they're just very crap. Yes, that is. And this was all the director's thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what was on the the extra on the DVD. There was sort he of was, um, originally that was written to be either small men or men and women, and it was him who decided it was um, Matthew Robinson who decided they should all be women and should all have this sort of balletic sort of movement. Yeah, oh, this is one of the more famous. Well, yeah, one of the more famous women. Again, you won't recognise her. No. I really don't think you're going to get this one, Tone. Well, she's no. a very famous actress, here. No, she's no. not an actress. She's more of a comedienne. Ah. An impressionist. Oh, yes. Oh, good gracious. Jack Brown? No. Uh, Faith Brown? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Faith Brown. Now, there's... there's when in doubt, so... say Brown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other famous person to play a cryon... He's uh, also a colour. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, also a colour. Not really known as an actress. She was an actress. Pauline Black out of the selector. No. Not her. She was an actress before... Presenting. Presenting, yeah. Jason Orange's mum. I don't know. I don't know. Mrs. Smith. Yes, Mrs. Smith, as she's now known. Is she still Mrs. Smith? Mm. She is indeed. That's her now, isn't That's it? That's her, I think so, yeah. And green. Um, green. Green, yes. <laughs> Sarah Green. Yes! <laughs> Way. Which one's Sarah Green? The one standing up. Oh. Barn, yes. I like you, chat, so I always fancy Sarah Green when she was on Blue Peter. I thought she was rather well, nice. sister used to be a weather lady. I thought she was very tall. Saucy as well. As well. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Very nice. She was saucy, was she, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is going through childhood memories of was women, she, isn't saucy, it? Saucy, was she, was she, was saucy ever go? Was she on live TV by any chance? Oh, yeah. about childhood fantasies of companions in Doctor Who. Two and oh TV presenters and... Oh, dear. Those it'll, are the days. It'll be Jamie and Edric next. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own there, mate. <laughs> All to- the, 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 the wheels of, 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 of the cogs, rather, of Tone's brain Did are turning Did you say there. Jamie there? Yes. Is that the Fraser Hines character? Yes, yes! Oh, bloody, bloody hell! hell. <laughs> Good heavens. Tone knows some Who history. Fantastic. We were very close to getting an episode with him in, wasn't we? We were, actually, yes. I'm beginning to wonder how, if when we get round to that point of doing the war games, <laughs> that's ten parts, Tone. Yeah, I think that might be that might be a um I have to tell you're going away for the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I think there might be a, a three part audio commentary extravaganza yeah. that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so how have they survived then? Well them? Yeah. Well they like the cold. So it's very cold on the ground. Yeah. Ah. So that's why the the Simon built their tombs there, you see, to hibernate. just take over without having to do anything themselves. Mm. Wait a minute, the Cybermen are not indigenous to that planet then? No. No, they're indigenous yeah. to they Mondas. When so Mondas was destroyed. By the Doctor. I see, so they've gone to this place, this new Mondas. Telos. Oh, Telos. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Kuros fit into all this thing? No, you made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's an aftershave. <laughs> yeah. 
Is Kuros an aftershave? Was it? I, I don't know. know. Yes. It certainly was. You used to wear it, didn't you? I did. <laughs> back in the early 90s. Yes. <laughs> did it work? It ensnared my wife, didn't it? Back, back then. Is that how you got married? You ensnared her. <laughs> Sounds like you set a bear trap. <laughs> it was his scent of Kuros. It was his of course it was. There's a little bottle of aftershave in the middle. Now she approached it, suddenly a netting grabbed her and yeah, exactly. lifted her up into the trees. It was. <laughs> you tread your wife with shiny things. 18 years of marital bliss since. 18 <laughs> years now? 18 years. Of My God. Where is the That's time That's what gone? she says. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nine years for me this year, Tone. It's September, yeah. Going to draw him a cartoon. I thought you Michael Atwell died, didn't he? Who? Michael Atwell. What, um, Kenny Bill? Yeah. He died a couple of years ago. His last role was in Hotel Babylon. He played the doorman. Hmm. I've heard of Hotel Babylon, was that? I see, I've I've completely forgotten about this bit. Yeah, that's the ones that they couldn't actually convert. Fresh my memory, Hotel Babylon. That's that thing with Townsend Althwaite used to, another at the East Ender. Why's his arm got short? I don't know how to crush his Brian Glover's hand to prove his point. I think you can tell he's got a robot hand. <clears throat> oh, God, the little music's back again. together. <laughs> Crayons. Crayons. Oh, right. I was getting crayons so I can do his cartoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's nice. oh, <laughs> We've got a still photo. Yes. <laughs> An action shot we took earlier. <laughs> To move their arms around, didn't they? Sort of, uh, mis- mis- that that was away. the uh, director's idea, by all ah. accounts. It does remind me of uh, Memo Opus 3. Those balls in her hands. She's got mystical and. Yeah, those, moving those little ball, those ball bearing things around. Touchy feely, aren't they? Oh no, no, no! Very tactile. You're just thinking of Sarah Green, <laughs> Sarah Green, and Nicola Bryant now, actually. <laughs> Very tactile and feely. Yes. Oh dear, what's this podcast degenerating into? <laughs> Your usual dream. <laughs> Nearly thirty years now. 
or 25, I should say, not 30. I've only got... God, let's not make it sound quite so bad. Let's <laughs> oh, oh, give yourself five years' grace. Yes. <laughs> so you look very tactile again. Yeah. Look. I think they've got soul, these silver ladies. I've got to say. Yeah. Can we get a few more song references? So you look very tactile. It's very creepy, isn't it? I'm sorry, I think the director must have some of his own fantasies going, going on there, there actually. Yeah. Oh. I've always said that. Yeah, it's about Earth time must be destroyed. Did, uh... Oh, please stop with the litten music. Bow, bow. Oh, it's the Camp Cyberman gone there? I'm in a half. And I actually know he's with the Cyber Leader. That's the Cyber Controller, isn't it? Now, I can't remember, because I've only listened to the uh, <coughs> what what's left of... Uh, the Tenth Planet on audio, and I can't remember how they destroy Mondas now. Because it's all about destroying Earth, yeah, to avoid the destruction of Mondas. I can't remember if it was going to collide with Earth or something, and they destroy that before it destroyed Earth. I can't remember what happened there. I think that was the idea. I can't remember. No, I can't remember. So the, the, the Klaxons never appeared again then in Doctor Who? The Cryons? Yes, then. The Klaxons? <laughs> no, they didn't, fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Colin Baker's Doctor, he had no compunction about like killing anyone, did he, really, or... Beating them up or subduing them somehow. Just go on with it. Just go on with it, yeah. Oh, it was quite moral in right and wrong. Yeah. And if you was in the wrong, then fine. You're fair game. You're fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Big box of Charlie. Grade A. <laughs> Why do you think we're all so touchy feely? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor's picked up a huge spatula of it, it's going right up his nose. Feel the quality. It's a yoder in the room. Mm, great eighties. <laughs> Now, I don't know if Lytton actually knows what's going to happen here. 
Is that is Lytton is his surname? Lytton, yes. How's it spelled? L-Y-T-T-O-N. No, the posh way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bloody pretentious. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, it does seem to me Lytton is sending up, up for a fall here, isn't he? That's like the fact that these Simon can creep around. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could back. They're not the stomping mechanical <laughs> things you oh, have in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. new Doctor Who. Uh, they've de-evolved them as they go on. What are your opinions of the new Simon then? Um, I like the I like the design. Yeah, it's just they're very weak, aren't they? It's the execution, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. a bit. They seem to be. Um... I don't like all the stomping about. No. It's more robot than cyborg, isn't it? Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I. Not a big. Fan. I do like the, the new design, but I'm not a fan of how they move and everything. What about you, Tone? I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> What's some coke? <laughs> hey, man, this is good stuff, man. Hey, yeah, let the doctor be your dealer. <laughs> oh my God, look, my head's on fire. <laughs> My hands are flying, man. <laughs> oh, the lights. <laughs> the pretty colours of psychedelia. <laughs> what? Damn. Damn. No, I can't. You can't say it. I can't say it because it's incredibly controversial. Oh, dear. No, no. Probably have suffered killing a certain celebrity today, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no, yes, obviously no, no, we just no, no, we won't say that. <laughs> Actually, probably one thing Tony doesn't realise, at this point in sort of Doctor Who, he doesn't have his sonic screwdriver anymore. Really? Hmm. Where's he gone? He got destroyed in uh, during Peter Davison's era. Uh, what was the story? It? Was it uh, the visitation? It makes a comeback, though, doesn't it? Set during the Great Fire of London. It was a visitation, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does make a comeback, though, doesn't it? With Chris Eccleston. Here you go, look. Very tactile again. Mm. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I see. Now this coming up now is the bit that caused most controversy. The bit coming up now? Hmm. That's what I sound out of dice sounds like. That little bit. This bit.
there. They crushed his hands. Which is pretty... Well, it does actually show the Cybermen for what they are, really. They're brutal, aren't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Feelings and, you know... Feelings. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. So you blood all over the floor and everything. That's a, that's a realism. 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 Yeah, that drew a lot of complaints, that. Really? Yeah. About 21. We, well, you think about it. It was this was still going out as a sort of kids show, right. wasn't it? You got some bloke and his hands crushed. Excellent. That is the fact. Actually, there is a lot more blood, isn't there? Mm. Than there has. Then you say, even say it's the new series. I mean, yeah. can't think of that much blood in the new series, if any, actually. I can still hear your whispers on the I microphone, know. actually, Tone. <laughs> What's controversial about what, what are you going to say? Hmm. No, you mentioned blood. No. <laughs> what? No. no. It's, a, it's a long... It's a no, long don't. It's a long time. Don't. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, Tone, but we, we don't think we want to know, actually. <laughs> if you press the red button now, you'll yes. find out exactly <laughs> what Tone meant. Oh, special oh yes, effects. special effects. Yeah. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to have anything said against that. Actually, I used, oh, to, I used to like the old BBC special effects. It, proper model work. It will be CGI now. Hmm. I just think somebody built that. These are supposed to be almost the good guys, but they're actually not that good, are they? No, they're not, are they? The earth must be destroyed, and if, if you want to be, but, unless you but, help us, you know, it won't be for very much longer. Yeah. We, we'll kill you. But Perry, know. though, can stay with us. Yes, yeah, so yeah. yeah. destroy yes. the men, don't they? Yeah. I'm a mushy Peter there. <laughs> Been there for a while, is it? Cobwebs, are it? I think it must have been. Why there'll be cobwebs in a, in a frozen first, tomb, yes. but that's the whole point, isn't it? This has to be hermetically sealed. Yeah. Is that the word? Hmm. I like it. Airtight. Yes. Yes. Hang on, one cotton pitting minute. What, what's, what's, what's up, Tone? What was the cyber? I know this. What cyber men? Where are yeah. the cyber ladies? There are none. Uh, I see where they have well, if you go by the news series, the women are turned into <laughs> cyber men, aren't they? <laughs> see. Kill her. Go on, Faith Brown, do your Hilda Baker impression. That'll that, that, that throw him off. Oh, 
Oh, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh, no, that was Janet Brown. Oh, Janet Brown. Brown sorry. Yeah. Someone died recently, Janet Brown or Faith Brown. Which one was Janet it? Brown. Janet Brown. Although Faith Brown was ill, wasn't she? She was in a show and she got taken ill or something. She didn't burst into flames like this, but... Let's hope we never lose the faith. Well, she did. You don't know, She's a bit of a health scare, I think. Yeah. I just like the, pulling the cloak over. Yes. They, they, did, they did have over-exaggerated deaths in that Doctor Who back then, didn't they? I think this is, this is a typical Eric Saywood trick is to this, pull, isn't it? Is that also very sort of Toberman in Tomb of the Cyberman? Doesn't he get killed by... Pushing the two doors together, which forms the electric... Which kills the cyber controller. Yeah. So, so they're yeah. dead now, then? They're dead, yeah. Oh, right. That's what I mean. Because he's, he's, very... he's already been converted. His arms have been converted. So yeah, that's so... right. Yeah, so as he lifts him up over... That's the only yeah. one thing I can remember about him, lifting him up over, the, over his head. Yeah. Because it took him so long to convert the other people they captured at the beginning of the first episode... Litton's almost That's fully converted, That's isn't what I'm it? saying. That policeman, those two policemen were still hadn't even been touched. In, exactly. <laughs> in the first, first Litton's half already, of that. Litton's yeah, already so. got the cyber handles on his head. I oh, know we see the death of Sarah Litton's Green. Around. But do any of the Corovians survive? I was going to say, was that when they cancelled Saturday Superstore? <laughs> Do any of them survive? Um, let's find out, shall we? Shall we? Here we are, the death of Sarah Green. Overacting. She's not been taken by the aliens in live TV, is she? <laughs> <laughs> it does look very, very similar to that. Perhaps it's them that took. <laughs> Are they the last surviving ones then? Eh? Are they the last surviving ones? I think so. The Corians, what are they called? Cryons. Cry crayons, I think. Cryons. Oh. Not crayons. See, this is the whole story's been building up to this three. The doctor's been wrong about Lytton. Don't touch me. We touch you. You don't touch us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, I'm hungry. <laughs> I like the fact they put all their prisoners in with their high explosives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's always the safest place to put people, isn't it? <laughs> Dry ice. Yeah, considering it's only could have only been about ten minutes. Exactly. They've really got a bit cracked on with him. <clears> exactly. They? And that's it. It's back to its TARDIS shape again, Tony. Oh, the police box shape. 
Oh, there's another short Cyberman in the background. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the TARDIS, the TARDIS mask. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a pipe organ the last time I saw it. Move away from the buffet table. <laughs> it's all you can eat. And I <laughs> Thing is, though, their guns are made out of gold. I've just noticed that. You see my point? Uh, Could be brass. Or copper. See, look, stabbed. Twice. They've got green blood, have they? Huh. Or fluid. Fluid. Ah, so the doctor's shooting. Yeah, the doctor's got a gun there. And killing. David Banks dies again. Picks up another gun. And shoots again. See the studio floor lift up then, is he? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he did! <laughs> Was Perry video recording this? He's going to watch it back later. <laughs> Sky plus the doctor's the doctor's plight. Well, now she comes out. She learned that line from Turlow, didn't she? She did. The Turlow School of Medical Medical Facts for helping people in distress. What's that one that appeared for only a couple of episodes? Um, one of the last ones to watch. Turlow? Yeah, she appears. No, he's, he's in our missing story. Yeah, Warriors of the Deep. Yeah. Our missing story. Oh, you see, I miss the old effects like this. What, the podcast? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> It's hell when you're getting criticised before you even finished. Yes. <laughs> oh, thanks, Carl. <laughs> As I did this, the, the, closed, the, podcast. Cl the clothes designer. Yes. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, there you are. Did you enjoy that tone? Yeah. Yes. There we go. So, what was his, you know, the mystery surrounding his little Chaplin? Nothing, the doctor just misjudged him. He thought he was working for the Cybermen. He was actually working for the Cryons. Ah. Whereas before, when he met him before, he was working for the Daleks. Ah. What a freelance, sir. Yes. Mercenary, as you said. He's a mercenary, ah. exactly. But does he actually misjudge him? Because is he just getting paid by the Cryons rather than by the Cybermen? Well, he's still a gun for hire, yeah, isn't exactly. he? Yeah, so, yeah. So is it yeah. just the fact that the Crimes were going to pay him more than the Cybermen, so yeah. he's working for the Crimes? And even though the Crimes were actually going to work, quite willing to kill the Doctor, weren't they? Yeah, they destroyed, destroy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. If you don't get your TARDIS out of here, mate, you know, <laughs> you're going to... Ticket. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to die. He hasn't got his blue badge on it anymore. Then, then <laughs> <laughs> Time's up as far as... <laughs> oh, well, there we go, folks. That is it. That is the end of uh, Attack of the Cybermen. So, there we have it, people. 
that's uh, another audio commentary done for uh, for this month. So um, we'll be back in um, well, sort of midweek, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, with our uh, review of episode two of Torchwood. Um, obviously, we are, we fully appreciate we are quite a way behind a lot of the other podcasters who have chosen to download it. not wait for us. Yes, please, yes. Damn their dedication. Our opinion matters, damn it. No, it's um no, we've we've sort of decided we we are not gonna um Put up there's care. Care. We don't care. Indeed. We're not gonna care. We're just gonna carry on regardless yes. in our own No, we, we we made our minds up a long time ago we are we are going to review the T V version, not a downloaded US version. We were reviewing the UK version. Um well, as and when we can, really. Um, so uh, they won't let us have advanced copies. No, indeed, we're not. We're not that important. <laughs> so there you go. So um, we'll be back um, midweek with our review of episode two of Torchwood. Um, actually, it's well, called. It's actually called Rendition, isn't it? Yes. Episode two. Yes. So. Um, and death becomes her, as I'm now calling. Yes. <laughs> More of that in the next episode of Who's He. So for the time being, it is goodbye from me, Phil. It's goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tim. Goodbye. If you want to leave any feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website, which is www.whos-he.co.uk, or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username who's underscore he underscore podcast.